Welcome to the Shark Pod, the podcast that explores business and lifestyle design in Ireland and beyond. And now, live from Greystone Studios, here are your hosts, Luke Curry and Mark Baker. What is up, Shark Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Shark Pod. We've got Mark Baker out there in Glenageary. I'm your, also your host, uh, uh, Luke Curry. I forgot to introduce myself. It's uh, Monday morning. It's when Ireland kind of reopens. Um, so we're able to uh, eat outside, drink outside, all that good stuff. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I'm kind of buzzing about that idea of maybe just even sitting outside, getting a bit of lunch, Mark. What do you think? Yeah, I think everybody gets really excited and counts down the days and the hours. And then when it happens, sometimes you just don't bother doing it for a week. <laughs> oh, I'll be a bit busy. <laughs> You're probably better off because yeah. it'd be manic out there, I'd say. You know, everyone trying to just, you know, get a get a drink outside. Um, but not that they're not doing that already. But uh, yeah, no, look, all positive. And we're at the end of the tunnel, I think now. Absolutely. I can, I, can, I can feel it. I can feel the positivity outside um, uh, outside my door here today. We've got our guest, Ronan Cunningham. Uh, he's sitting out there at Dunleary. How's it going, Ronan? How's things? You well? Very, very well. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Uh, Ronan is an interesting guy. He's, he's a, a, entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur. That's how we'd, uh, we'd uh, pitch you. But how, how, what, do you, what would you say when someone says, uh, Ronan, uh, what do you do? What are you about? How do you, what do you introduce yourself? I think I call it um, <clears throat> accidental entrepreneurship. Um, okay. Yeah, certainly don't think. Um, well, I'm not sure. What, was I was I was I meant to be an entrepreneur? I I, I really don't know. I have a I have a background in law, um, so um, I I really really don't know how I went from law to entrepreneurship, but I did. Okay. Um, so it's been a it's been a a serious journey. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, um, and. Yeah, I'm interested to see where where the, where the next few years are going to take me. But yeah, for now, I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, I guess. Yeah. And the current business uh, would it be virtual reality gaming, um, zero latency. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I actually have three businesses. Um, uh, the the latest is zero latency in, in Sandyford. Um, and I my first business, my first kind of uh, successful business was Footy and Tala, um, and I kind of expanded that down in Navin and Mead as well. Um, we opened an adventure center down there. And then in 2019, we, we opened Zero Latency. Unbelievable. And Mark, I don't know about you, but I'm always wondering, I'm always curious about these kind of, when you look at the the kind of the long-term uh, CV of some of the people that we have on, and there's a, there's a few things that kind of stick out that, that don't kind of add up to where they are now. And um, I think this one is, uh, is interesting as well. So you're going into law, you're going to be a lawyer. You're going to be a solicitor or some or a barrister. Not you can tell. I don't know too much about that. But what? Uh, where, did you go to uh, college in Ireland for that, or what was the what's the story there? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so I went. I went to college in Enyogoi, um, and I studied uh, arts. Uh, there was a kind of a backdoor into into law back then, um, where if you did if you did the arts degree, you you could study legal science as one of your subjects, and then you'd you'd be able to go directly into the the second year of the LLB. Cool. So. Um, so I, I did that back in ninety between ninety eight and two thousand and two, um, and yeah, I started working in a few, in a few kind of different um, just out of college jobs for, for for a couple of years, and and then I, I I kind of knuckled down a little bit and said I better I better I better do something with this law degree. Actually, it was more my dad said you better do something with that law degree. Right. Um, so uh, I I started working in a few firms and I was kind of gearing up toward to, to doing my my fe ones and that sort of thing i was going i was going down going down the solicitor solicitor's route if you like um and yeah i i 
I, I just kind of kept kind of stringing that out uh, over over the next couple of years, and uh, and and then the, the the crash came, and I I got let go from from the firm that I was working with, and uh, I, I was kind of um, I was doing a lot of the con- conveyancing side of things, so uh, that 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 was I I always kind of knew I'd be one of the first to to be to be to be uh, let go, um, and and I was so so I was kind of unemployed then actually for a while um i always i, I always thought I'd, I'd have no problem getting a job after that but i think having law on your on your your cv is is actually more of a hindrance when you're when you're trying to uh, move away from it um and uh you know like you, you go to your, your job interviews and you know everything's going well and then they, they ask you the, the kind of law question so you know why have you left law or what you know what's your what's your your future plans yeah um, and then you, you you don't get the phone call you don't get the phone call a couple of days later uh so i i, I soon kind of realized that, that i needed to to do something kind of more dramatic than 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 just uh you know rocking up for for job interviews and hoping i get something um so i, I decided i'd, I'd upskill and uh and i went back to college uh in 2000 and 2012 um and i studied a, a course in, in entrepreneurship in, in ucd um, it was called called the the innovation academy um and it was it was it was a very new course um i think we were we were only the, maybe the second the second uh, iteration of that course and uh it was actually deadly um it was probably the the, the best learning i've i've ever had in 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 life i guess um wow. it was a kind of a it was a great really great blend of um you know, Dragon's Den meets uh, um, The Apprentice, um, and there was no kind of books. There was no um, exams. It was all just like you know, day to day kind of. Um, you know, we'd we'd come in. There'd be, you know, there'd be a new a new task for the day, and, and you'd literally spend the entire day doing that. And uh, I, I just I absolutely loved the course. I, I I guess I guess you you only really get out of you know what you what you put into something, um, but I, I took it kind of head on. I was like, look, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna upskill, I want to come out of this with with something, you know, yeah. something tangible and something I can I can I can really kind of take 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 forward, you know, and uh, and, and and that's and that's subsequently what happened, you know. Uh, is that course still around? Is that still there? It is actually, yeah, it's still it's still going really really strong, um, uh, and they've they've. Uh, it, yeah, it was, it was the Innovation Academy. It was, it was actually out of out of Newman House um, on Stevens Green, so the, the original UCD. So that's okay. that's where we did where we did the course, and um, and and then obviously there was a bit of stuff on on campus as well, um, out in Belfield. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that, that that course is still going really strong, and they've expanded into, you know, um, innovative kind of teaching methods, and uh, it's it's run by a really interesting lady called uh, uh, Susie Jarvis, um, who's kind of she'd be really well known in the kind of entrepreneurial innovation kind of scene like you know and um uh she was she was a big inspiration on, on the course actually particularly at the, at the start of the course um and uh yeah so and for people going into that Ron, sorry Ron, what, what are they looking to for people going into that doing that course what are they looking to actually come out of that to have at the end of it it's a good question because i didn't i didn't know what i what i, what I really wanted um at the end of the course either i just I just kind of I felt like there was always a little bit of entrepreneurial spirit in me um, growing up, particularly when I was younger. Um, 
I think college and, and, and working in legal firms probably knocked a little a good bit of that out of me. Um, but when I saw that course, I was like, look, maybe maybe I'm good at, at you know something something here, so I'll, I'll give it a go. Um, and, and I went into that thinking, look, um, I'd love to come out of this with you know a new skill set and you know some new skills. You know that would be that would be a, a great result. Um, but but what what did I want to do after the course? I had no idea. You know, uh, it was it was one of these, and I don't think. I think when when I when I did that course as well, I think maybe at the start, that was that was kind of the the, the narrative as well. It's like, look, we don't know, we don't know what what you want from this course. Uh, we don't know what you're going to have at the end of it, but this is what we're going to do, and it's up to you to just get stuck in, you know. Um, and, and 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 as I said, that's that's what I did. It's interesting, Mark. So like the innovation, it's it's you would imagine that would be taught in most uh, courses as a as a one of the one of the kind of uh, big areas because um i know i know i don't want to quote tony robbins every episode mark but uh what he always says is that the uh it's business is only innovation and marketing so do something different and then tell people about it that's kind of it um so i've been i've been trying to work with some of my partners on that as well to come up with that like like you can do anything that you want do you know i mean sometimes when we're thinking about business problems or we're thinking about um you know, uh, people going out, uh, starting their own business out of a uh, business they're already in, they can change things completely if they want, you know, and people don't really uh, kind of grasp that so much. But it's interesting as well. And the, uh, with the UCD uh, offering there, I'd imagine there was probably people that were like engineers and stuff that you'd meet in there or was there, or was it mostly kind of business people or was it a bit of a mix? No, no, it was, it was, it was a broad range of, um, of, I mean, it was like there was teachers there was yeah there was there was engineers architects um you know so kind of high professionals to kind of people that were just out of college and, and really just had no idea what they wanted to do um and and, and likewise uh, a great mix of um men and women and from probably from the ages of of 20 mid 20s to i would have said you know early 60s you know um early to mid 60s so 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 and i think that really added to the course because you were getting such a blend of people's experiences and and um and knowledge and you know that, that that's what made the course interesting you know um, so, and, and it's so interesting mark as well when uh, when ronan talks about the the that crash as well where like the two uh, ronan we speak to a lot of people on the the podcast and that that kind of area of time really is an inflection point for anyone that's around yeah. our age. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, absolutely. it's yeah. it's such a it's such a has such a big impact on um, yeah. people. A lot of people that we speak to change their. It's an opportunity for them to change career completely. Like in this case, um, and yeah. I kind of I what you said there kind of resonated with me as well. That your the the kind of college experience, uh, the kind of c- competing in college. And then going into like a, a, a big company for me it was an investment bank um it kind of knocked it knocked me uh out of the kind of entrepreneurial mindset or sales mindset even it was very much just kind of like competing with the people around me um yeah. and afterwards it, it took something away it took a little while to get that back after that didn't work out you know um yeah. and to kind of reset um i had to go off to the amazon mark you remember you were calling me and everything you know <laughs> but um <laughs> was that not matthew mcconaughey <laughs> 
very very uh very very similar uh story that he had but uh a different uh different physiques for sure um still. ronan just just to go back you mentioned that you weren't you know you're an accidental entrepreneur but then you also mentioned that you did feel when you were younger that there was a sense of entrepreneur in you yeah do you think it would have been do you ever think it would have been really beneficial to almost have done that course or be exposed to that kind of mindset early on in your career and would have saved you going into to law or did you appreciate and did you get anything from law you know um don't get me wrong um law was law was a I really enjoyed studying law um, and, and I think it's actually a really good background to have going into business. Um, but yeah, look, I, I, think the, I think the problem probably starts in, in school, you know. Um, it's, it's just all this kind of rote learning um, that, that, that we go through for, you know, 12 years, I guess. And, um, and there's certainly when I went to school, there was, there was nothing... Um, Nothing designed on the curriculum to, to, to really bring out, uh, you know, creativity and, and, and entrepreneurship in, in, in young kids, you know. Um, like, having said that, then you look at things like Coder Dojo and you're like, that's, that's deadly, you know. But that, but that isn't part of our education system. That's something, that's, that's something separate, you know. Um, so, you know... I don't know, like when I say I, I felt like I, I probably had a little bit of entrepreneurship in me. Like I mean, I I used to I used to get my get my, my parents' lawnmower and go around and cut people's grass, you know. Um, and I used to try and sell crab apples to to how you know door to door and you know, um, so like that kind of entrepreneurship as as a, as a really young kid. Um, and but I, I still I still maintain when you go through you know the system as it is you know you you, you do the the leaving search you go to college um you get a degree um you 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 start working and you know the, that's that's the system that we're that we're we're meant to go through and 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 i did i did all that and that's why i think i'm an accidental entrepreneur rather than you know a, a, an out and out entrepreneur you know because most people 99 percent of people that do that will 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 continue in that, in, that, in that vein um and until 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 retirement you know i, I think we've got mm. it i think, I think you can learn us. from that i was gonna sorry say, luke on. i was gonna say mark i think it's in ireland if we have a very kind of strict uh laneways it seems and i i, I mm. lived in canada for a little while uh around and it seemed like they didn't have as as strict they they i, I worked in the nordics as well for a while as well and those two kind of uh, cultures, they have this thing about like, everything's going to be okay. You know, I'll leave college, I'll do something. Oh, that didn't work out. Let's do something else. It's not like, oh my God, I missed the milk round. What am I going to do? Mm. You know, <laughs> it's not a... We're very... Maybe that's because there's a bit of, it might seem like there's a bit of scarcity of opportunities in Ireland because we're small, maybe. and okay. uh, Maybe it's not like that right now. But maybe in, in countries like Canada, like there's just so an abundance, you'll figure it out. You know, maybe that's it. I don't know. Yeah, it was really interesting the way you could walk. So in in Canada, Ronan was in uh, Vancouver, and it seemed like people got fired all the time, and it didn't matter. You no, know, in Ireland, if you get fired, it's kind of like it, it, it. You have to make a comeback. You know, you better <laughs> yeah. you better have you better have a narrative. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. around what what happened because, but in, in Canada, you get you get fired, and then you just go like the next day you could be in a the job at the same level a different company 
Like yeah, it's, it's yeah, so yeah. dynamic. Like yeah. everyone's going I've never on. experienced it, so I, so I can't comment. But um, it, it is it, over here. It's certainly, you know, if something like that happens, you you brush under the carpet fairly quickly and and and, and hope no one heard or saw. You know, <laughs> exactly. Imagine but even becoming an entrepreneur, like you have to almost burn the bridge, burn the ships. Um, of being an employee and it's almost like you're almost un- unemployable sometimes uh, yeah. it might feel like I know I feel like that you know um, yeah. I don't I, know if I it's feel, like that in other I, countries I feel ultimately like the most unemployable person in the world you know right now if if, if my companies went bust I, I don't know where I would start I don't know I don't know who would take me on um, they'd be mad to take me on anyway um, but uh, yeah I think uh, it's, it's a, that's a really interesting point um, I, and I kind of feel that way um it's a uh, but it kind of spurs you on though as well so that uh, you know it, it makes you become better it does yeah yeah and, that, and that's and that's what spurs you on to, to make sure that your businesses don't don't uh don't go belly up and, and that you're working hard every day to, to maintain them and i think mark wanted so, to so tell his, us when his first uh in his sorry. first office mark wanted to put up a a, a painting of hernan cortez um conquistador uh, who burnt the boats when he was uh <laughs> i don't know who's going after the incas or the aztecs or one some <laughs> some uh, nation of people. I almost got that. Yeah, I was, okay, <laughs> I was looking for it that's online. The, that's the the mindset that him and his friends are gonna have when they're starting this business. It's uh, you know, burning the ships. Where there is no, you know, going back. I like it. It's a good mindset. So so, Ronan, tell us about the the first step it down into entrepreneurship. Which which company was that? Um. So uh, I set up so directly out of the out of, out of the course actually. Um. Uh. You know, they, they were really kind of pushing us to, to towards coming up with with kind of creative ideas and uh, another day, another day they we came in. There was a five run in a, in an envelope, um, and we were put into groups of four, and we had to turn the fiver into as much money as possible. Like you know, um, and again, you know, some groups went out and and. They um they sold hugs on the street, you know, you know things like this, um and, and I ended up coming back with, with like ninety euro at the end of the day, um we went down and bought a sliced pan, and little um, plastic uh, Ziploc bags, and we went across the road to Stevens Green and we sold bread to families who wanted to feed the ducks, you know, um and like we made like forty quid, we turned five quid into forty quid, um, uh. It kind of came to the crunch then, just after Christmas time, and they were they were like, "Look, uh, we're gonna we're gonna take on six big projects. So present your pitch, and if it's if it's good enough, you know your class will, will vote whether they want to take it on or not." And uh, I had seen um, foot golf. Uh, I'd seen a clip going around Facebook um, back probably around two thousand and ten, um, and like most people, I kind of thought it was some sort of a joke, you know. Um, these lads kicking kicking footballs on a golf course into into bigger holes on, on in the ground, and um, I, I I kind of looked into it a little bit more, and I realised that this was this was actually a thing in in Holland, um, and it was it was more designed uh, around ex ex professional footballers. So when when pros finished you know their careers, they they kind of moved on to this thing called foot golf, um, and you you, you had players like um, Pierre van Hooydonk and Dennis Bergkamp and uh, other really kind of well-known kind of football players playing foot golf. And, and I, I was kind of looking into it more and I was like, this is just weird. 
Um, like it's just weird to create this sport for ex pros when um, this could be a this could be a massive thing. This could be like you know a day to day kind of casual. This could be a new game for people to play. Like you know. And uh, anyway, I, I I looked into it a bit more, and I pitched it after Christmas to the class, and uh, basically they, they they liked they liked the idea. They thought it was it was cool. Uh, by the way, I have to say at this stage, I, I didn't go into this thinking, oh, this is this is a business idea. This is something I'm going to you know run with. This is more like a, a project. This is how you how you bring a, a a business idea from from concept to fruition, and and all the pitfalls in between. And, and we were, I was only ever approaching it from that that kind of that angle. Um, and I got a really good kind of group. Um, so I was given kind of five other people to to work with on the project, or, or sorry, four other people, um, and uh, we just worked kind of on a week to week basis and figuring out the you know how we, how we would get this business up and running. Uh, and the more the more the project went on, um, the more I realised that it, there was definitely something something more to it. There was something deeper. There was a there was there was really great great potential with with the idea you know um and also i had all these kind of really interesting innovative people around me kind of going this is deadly like you know let's 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 see how far we can we can we can bring this like you know um for me the 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 biggest obstacle to to getting that business up and running was obviously getting a golf course you know um or or even a huge you know parts of land somewhere that you that's could... what i was going to say because in ireland land is so people are weird about land as well like to say yeah. you're going to need a lot of it i would imagine to yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. yeah 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 um and and that's and that's the thing um i i i, I, I always believe there's a certain amount of luck involved in business and you know right at that time you know it was it was just after the crash it was what three years into the crash golf courses were were closing you know they they were they were in trouble. They were financially hit. Uh, people weren't playing golf. You know, they 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 were they were putting their golf memberships on the on the back burner while while the economy sorted itself out. Um, and I got in touch with the with the the GUI, the, the golf golf union of Ireland. I asked them for a list of recently closed golf courses. Um, and honestly, the the list the list I got back was was incredible. Like you know. Um, but obviously at the time I was looking for somewhere in, in, in Dublin. So there was, I think there was only two options at the time. Um, and I managed to make contact then with, with the owner who's now my, my, my landlord, um, of, of a, a golf course up, up close to Tala. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's really, how, it, it was when I, when I managed to get a sit down meeting with, with that guy, that's when I realized, um, you know, this could definitely be a thing, you know, um, and it was great because we'd, we'd all the other work done. We'd, we'd done all the, 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 the logo, the, the website, the, um, we'd spoken to people on the streets, you know, we'd done all the, the, the target marketing stuff. Um, we'd, 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 we'd kind of checked, checked the concept to see if it, if it was a runner. Um, and it was, or that was certainly the feedback we were getting. Um, so the only the, the last piece of the, the, the jigsaw really was to get a golf course, you know, and then that that finally happens. That, um, that small piece, of the jigsaw, the actual of a golf course. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it's such an interesting thing as well because I like, like golf is for me 
it's, it's not something that I'd love to do. You know, uh, I've played it a few times. I, the frustration is very, uh, it's mm. very real for me there. And all my friends have got better than me now, so I can't play with them. Like, no, I've kind of been left <laughs> yeah. behind. Um, but yeah. the idea of of uh, kicking a a ball like in a golf course setting seems like way more fun to me, Mark. What do you think? Like, am I your you target like, market? I've, I've, play, I've played forty uh, numerous times. Uh, it's great fun. Um, I was probably there. I was probably early on. I, we started going up. Um, would have been probably around maybe the year that you started. Even now that I think about it, uh, it's not as easy as you think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you think, if you're a decent footballer, you know, you'll be quite competitive. But it can go very. It's like putting. Like it, the putting yeah. bit can go very wrong. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's different, which makes it even better because it's not that easy. And yeah, yeah. the best footballers tend to win and maybe they don't not the fittest and uh, maybe that kind of the person that sits in midfield and can ping the ball around that kind of maybe a, little, a bit of a heavier person they okay. tend to, to win um a bit more control of the ball but not as fit um but yeah it was it was I, like i like golf but again i haven't got the, the time to put into it so i, I i'm not going to be a serious golfer I, I played football all my life so it's perfect and that's probably most of the male population around our age yeah. would have played football and would yeah. have been half yeah. attempted golf, you know, so it's a perfect yeah. combination. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, that's ultimately that's, that's why 40 has been so successful. Um, because it's such an inclusive game. Like you're know, realistically, all, all you really need to be able to do is kick a football. Um, you don't need any gear. You, like, you know, you don't need, you don't need to, you don't need to have anything other than, you know, your, your, your football boots and, and a football, you know, and everyone has that. Um, and uh, and like you say, everyone everyone thinks that they can ping a ball really well. Um, they all like like to believe they can, and, and and the majority of people can. But it's it's when you get around the green and the hole, and you just have to do a simple thing like tapping tapping the ball into a big hole in the green, uh, that, it, <laughs> that they realise that the game is actually quite 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 difficult. And and again, that's what keeps people coming back. You know. Um, you know they 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 ping a they ping a great shot or they 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 sink a you know a thirty foot put and 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 that's enough to keep them coming back again. You know, um, it's so it's so competitive up there with, with, our, with our regulars. Um, you know, I'd say there's more money won and lost out in that out there than you know Vegas. You know, <laughs> with the, yeah. the tenors and twenties here and there, like you know. Um, but the so, casual nature of it is is the difference between that and golf. Yeah, like one of the differences, you know, you don't have to have all the gear. You don't. Yeah, it's not overly, you know, formal. Um, yeah, it, takes, it takes ninety minutes. Barriers to entry are lower. Yeah, exactly. The barriers. Yeah. Are, are I was going to say you can you can have a few drinks walking around. I don't know if you can, but people I'm sure tend to. <laughs> yeah, well, look, we don't for we don't, we don't, and stuff. We don't check people's bags when they're going on the course, but uh, put it that way. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's uh, it's good. It's good, clean, fun. Really, that's that's what foot golf is all about. And um, um, and yeah, so look, that was that, that was my that was that was that was what I ultimately that's what came out of the course that I did in the Innovation Academy, um, and and that's what I, um, you know, obviously I was still a complete novice as a you know, a businessman, entrepreneur, whatever, whatever those words mean, really. Um, uh, I still had, I still had a, sh- a shitload to learn. Um, and, and, and I made, and I made plenty of mistakes and, um, but like it's eight years later, we're, we're, we're going, we're going stronger than ever. Um, we, we just, last year, despite COVID was our, was our strongest year ever. Um, really? 
yeah social, well, social yeah. distance is pretty good for that uh that type of um that type of business anyways and like it's outside there's plenty of room all that good stuff but yeah, uh there was just this pent-up demand after lockdown one um and and and, and we were we were we were one of the first business businesses to open with the golf courses so we we were just we were just flooded you know it was it was it was amazing it was just brilliant to see it was great to see everyone getting back out again and and just living a little after after the first couple of months of 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 COVID. So, um, and and we've we really built on that. Um, we kind of used last year as an opportunity to just relaunch, you know, almost relaunch the business and re, uh, you know, start again. And um, we put a lot of money into into the course and and the, the clubhouse there and, and and that sort of thing. So, um, and, and we continue to do so. And, and and this year already looks like it it might might even be a bigger bigger year than last year. So. Unreal, yeah. and, and we're only six weeks back open. So, and when when you started with this, just quick, like the guy that uh, you convinced to kind of transform the golf course or the close down golf course into this, did yeah. he give you a little bit of a hand? Say, oh, this is how you run a golf club, or was it just a <laughs> just kind of a, a landlord thing? Or are you kind of figuring out? You go and get the keys to the to the clubhouse. And you're like, okay, uh, I'll put I'll put a drinks machine over there. Or what's the <laughs> you know, did he give you any help? <laughs> It's, it's it's funny it's 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 a it's a good question and it's funny you bring it up because um he didn't give me he didn't give me any any hand any help really at all um he actually he actually only initially agreed to a um a a three month uh kind of let's see how this goes kind of thing okay uh, and and I was quite happy I I was more than happy with that because I'll never forget the day I signed the contract and I was I was at the lease with him and I was just standing out in the middle of this fifty acre golf course um looking around going, what the fuck have I just done here? How am I going to, how, how, how do you, how do you cut this grass? Like, yeah. What? <laughs> um, and I was just yeah. like, I really, I really was nervous. I was like, I, I don't know how this is going to go at all. Um, so if I was going to fail, I was going to fail fast, which is, which was good, you know? Um, and, uh, thankfully we, we put together this really kind of slick, um, uh, video um to for for the launch and and it it went viral viral kind of overnight um i think um i went to bed went to bed one night it had maybe three or four hundred views and i woke up the next day and it has hit hit over a hundred thousand views wow and i'd emails from like all these american news channels and wanted to do interviews and you know, some crazy guy in Ireland had invented this new game and I was kind of, well, I didn't really invent it. I just kind of, you know, uh, opened my own version of it. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was mental. It was, it was crazy. And then, and then, um, publications like Joe and, um, even RTE and, and, and entertainment that I, and all these, these kind of guys in Ireland, they, they kind of jumped on it then. And before we'd even opened, the doors we we were kind of booked out for the first kind of two months you know um it was crazy it was it was mental how the whole thing just kind of unfolded unfolded in the end you know brilliant and you, you mentioned somebody said that you you know almost created a a sport is mm. that something you thought of can you actually can you actually create and, and copyright a a sport you, you know can, is that something you thought about or was it already done or you can you can you can create a game, yeah, but you can't you can't own the rights to it. Um, it's actually in, in in patents and copyright law. It's 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 one. It's 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 in black and white. You can't you can't own the rights to a game. 
<laughs> so after the Sorry. after the original uh, success, was there like so when you said the expansion, did you go quite quickly? Did you open uh, yeah. more after that? Was that so? So sorry, my my plan was to do that, um, and I and I had this these great dreams to to develop the forty brands, you know, in 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 as many counties as I could, and um, uh, my I think my biggest downfall as a as a as a, a a new entrepreneur was that I I I didn't I just I just uh, I found myself just just becoming stagnant really really quickly and um, yeah. I became obsessed I became obsessed with with, with, with what I created and 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 how, how successful it was it was it was and um, I kind of wanted to be there all the time and I wanted to kind of get to know my customers and I wanted to um, you know, it, it was, it was, you know, in, in hindsight, it was, it was my biggest error because, you know, six months later, I was, I was, friends of mine were pinging me these links of like, oh, there's a new course opening in, in, in Cork and there's a new course opening in Waterford and Kilkenny and Galway. And I was like, ah, this, this was, this, this was supposed to be me, like, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my biggest regret is that I didn't, I didn't move quickly enough. Um, I, I think I was, I was I was too scared as well, you know. I was I was I was I was too kind of anxious that if I took my eye off the ball in, in Tala, that you know the whole thing might collapse. You know, I was, everything was so new to me. You know, yeah. like it was the first time that I'd ever I'd ever had like you know you know real money as well. Like you know, I was earning really good money and I was earning it all myself and you know that that kind of thing. You know, and you'd have to make a big gamble to go to all these places and open. Them yeah. And- yeah, so, I felt I felt like at the time that it would be a big gamble, you know. But in hindsight, it was like it was the easiest thing to do, you know. It would be yeah. as in. It Did you ever be, consider like franchising it out, you know, or giving someone the rights to use the brand and stuff like that? You see that, and that was the other thing because because I didn't own anything. All I all I really owned was it was a was a was a a, a good name. I thought I always thought Fuji was a good brand, um, that, but that's all I owned, and 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 people you know, caught onto that pretty quickly. And, you know, they were just like, well, you know, there, there were loads of people getting in touch going, how do I franchise this? Can I bring this to, you know, can I bring this to Belgium? Can I bring it to the States? Can I bring it to Australia? And I was like, you know, yeah, absolutely. Let's talk, you know, uh, not a, not having a clue what my next, the next line out of my mouth is going to be, or B <laughs> knowing full well that they could just do this, you know, all they had to do was like get their bit of land and dig a few holes and, and, um, you know, like it's amazing when I think back. Uh, you know how how much we boots bootstrapped this business. Like you know, we 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 opened this this business for less than two thousand euro. You know, and um, uh, we literally begged, borrowed, and stole flags, uh, pins, footballs. Um, uh, you know, the only real cost was like a you know getting scorecards printed and buying a few footballs and that sort of thing. Like, you know, it was a real, um, as, a, as an entry-level business, it was it just cost absolutely nothing to get going, you know? Um, and when it came to marketing and stuff, like, was it literally, if you build it, they'll come to everything, you built it and, and people just came? Or do, even now, that, like, how do you yeah. market it? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, um, I hate saying that because, uh, you know, it's it, there's a lot more to it, but, like, it, it literally was one of them moments in, in, business where we launched a video and people were just like kicking a football on the golf course. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> and it just, and it just snowballed and it, and it, and it, 
like the first two years of business was just it was a complete uh, upward curve and then and then it, then it plateaued obviously and then it dipped kind of it actually dipped quite dramatically um for the the kind of the, the kind of the middle couple of years of the business um it was kind of um more to do with the fact that i, I think we had, we had one or two really bad summers in a row uh weather-wise and these foot golf courses were popping up all over the place. You know, there was there was lads opening foot golf courses in, in a in a field out the back out the back of their, their house, you know. Mm. Um and, and, and obviously that, that kind of diluted with what we were doing a, li- a little bit. Don't, don't get me wrong, we were still busy, but we were nowhere near the levels that we that we saw back in 2013 and 14. Um and so and, and thank, thank you. Sorry. So the so this that was going for like I said, since 2013 or so, or twelve. Yeah. And at what stage do you do you say I wanted to get into I want to pivot into a, a different type of entertainment? Um, I know that the the company now um, zero latency up in Sandyford and Dublin, um, vi- uh, virtual reality. Like when when did you think that this is something that you want to get involved in, and how did that come about? Again, yeah, no, I I didn't. <laughs> in fact, I'd never even put a, a VR headset on my head. Um, and uh, we were I I I got married in two thousand sixteen. And we honeymooned in Japan, um, and we again it was one of these things we just came across by accident. Um, and I, I was always kind of like, "Oh, viewer, cool." Um, yeah, let's. Go. I've always wanted to try viewer. Let's 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 go in and see what this is all about. But we didn't realize that we were we were kind of going into the creme de la creme of of viewer at right. the time. And um, you know, myself, and my wife just kind of came out of that experience kind of going what the jays what, what was that that was just that was like nothing i had ever experienced in my life you know um and for people who don't know what that what that is uh ronan how would you describe it it's um it's look it's, it's free roam virtual reality um the, the the best way i could describe it is it's it's like being part of a of a of a game now as opposed to playing a game you know your body is the controller um uh, everything that you do in in, in that space um, is, is is how the game reacts. Um, it's it's a room about the size of a of a tennis court. Um, it's in indoor, obviously, like a warehouse, and uh, up to up to eight people um, can roam freely through through different maps, through different games. Um, fully full communication. You know, you're carrying a weapon. You've got a backpack, um, which which holds the computer driving driving the game. Um, it's it's kind of it's it's techno. I think it's technology at its greatest when it when, you know, or certainly virtual reality at its at its best. Um, most people would be used to, you know, sitting in in, in their, their sitting room or their bedroom with a VR headset on and, um, you know, playing kind of you know, standalone kind of ind- individual games. Uh, whereas this is like uh, this is social gaming. It's uh, um, it's. It's kind of the, the future of uh, what I think is the future of the future of gaming. Um, now, yeah, what we what we tried in in Japan in 2017 was, you know, high tech, um, high graphics. You know, um, when I look back on it now, it, it wasn't you know it wasn't obviously like the 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 technology and the the, the you know te- the technology has, has improved so much in those last few years that. Um, what you'll be able to do in the next two or three years will be even just more mind blowing, you know. And and it's great to be part of that kind of process. 
it's a franchise um, that, that was started in, in Australia, I think in 2000, and around the same time as 40, actually around 2013. Um, and uh, they now have 55 venues worldwide. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's really growing. It's really about, I, you know, again, I really think it's about to take off. Um, we launched it in 2019 after kind of a successful franchise application with, with Zero Latency. Um, and <clears throat> we, we got um, significant investments behind the company here. Um, and you know, again, we're, we're on a, we're on a kind of an expansion, uh, at the moment we're, we're looking at expanding co- quite aggressively as well. Uh, obviously COVID like COVID was great for footy. COVID was a disaster for zero latency. You know, it really was. Um, and, uh, but again, I think we'll, I think we'll come back, uh, um, Christmas, 2019, it was our first, you know, that was our first full year of, of we launched in March, 2019 by Christmas, we were, we were fully booked out every day. Um, and the, the, we were re- really riding the, the crest of a wave, um, and and then COVID obviously hit, which was, you know, unfortunate. You know, unfortunate for every business. Um, uh, but I, but I really feel like this time around, uh, this year, we're, we're kind of we we really have to kind of relaunch the brand, relaunch the business, um, because I think we've lost all that momentum that we, that we that we built up back then. But there's such pent up. A, I still think it's for doing things though, Mark. Sorry, I, think. I was just saying like. Mm. people want to do we haven't like me me and my wife went to a hotel the other night for the first time and you know it was since i don't know whenever and i was just like yeah. this is amazing to do something like you know like, i can't wait to it's, yeah it's yeah. not just kind of just netflix or whatever um yeah. so this is i think like there could be another wave coming uh for anything any type of outlet for people to go do something like i said yeah. socially um or they can go with their friends or they can go with their family to uh yeah. to do something together that isn't in the house i think it's i think this is the the time to Capital. Apparently, I, I don't know how, tr- how true this is, but a friend of mine told me that there was a after the Spanish flu, there was a a huge drive towards um, experiences and you know, um, you know, socializing and, and and leisure, you know, and, and that sort of thing. Now I know it was a hundred years ago, but it was it was um, it was there was a, apparently it was it, you know it went on for ten years afterwards, like you know. So I'm I'm hoping I'm ho- I'm hoping that's true and that and that, you know that we're part of that in the. The, the leisure industry you know it's, it's such an interesting space we, yeah i think the area of the sorry the area of virtual reality <clears throat> is one of probably the main things that i'm looking at at the moment when it comes to businesses and the future like i have two two young gamers in my house so my girls are uh, nine and seven seven yesterday so they're big into minecraft big into roblox all these things like yeah. and, and so are all their friends they're very PC literate. They're, you know, they're, they're, to be honest, they're, they're, um, reading and writing has actually come on leaps and bounds. They're really good from computer games. So yeah. as much as people used to say, you know, oh, it's mush and make your brain mush. It doesn't, they learn so much from it. Right. So yeah. you, you ask GTA, them, Mark, come on. What? You were playing Grand Theft Auto. They're playing like they're building stuff and you know, <laughs> yeah. different. Yeah. 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 Different. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you were to ask them, and, and I have, if you could buy anything in the world, what would it be? They say an Oculus Rift, a virtual reality headset. Really? That is the pinnacle of yeah. what they want. Yeah. You know, but it, whereas I don't, I don't want to have them sitting in, like they play Gaelic, they play sports and stuff. I don't want to have them sitting in, the, in, the, in their bedroom with the, the headset on all day. Yeah. I just think that's going to be a part of life. Um, 
And I don't know who's at the forefront of that. Who, who's the canary down the mine? Who would you look at? Probably Japan. Maybe and they're obsessed with Japan as well. Yeah. Um, so I just think this is the next thing. Um, and I don't know what it's going to evolve into, but and I don't know how how common it's going to be. Like, what, what what's your thoughts around the future of VR um, for, for households? I think I think VR has had you know many false starts. You know, um, you know down through for the, for the past number of decades almost, you know, um, and I think finally the likes of Oculus has, has kind of cracked the, the consumer model. Um, but, but again, I, I still don't think there's enough, you know, um, consumer demand for ha- having VR headsets in, in, in the home. There, there's still something quite isolating about, about, um, about VR and, um, you know, you know, when when you when you you know if you're if you're just playing normal normal games, you know there's a huge social element to that, um, and and I think what we're doing in Sandyford is is combining the two of those things. You know, the, the social element with the the high tech and, and obviously the the, the VR. Um, uh, like, who's at the forefront? I, I think Facebook definitely. Um, I think their purchase of Oculus was 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 huge. Um, and and you can kind of see where they're where they're going with it. You know, they're they're trying to they're trying to create a a closed shop of you know games, creating games and, and selling them only through Oculus. Um, and just just from kind of stuff that I'm reading and, and learning, you know, the, the 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 next big thing is 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 social viewer from your home, so that you know you're you're connected to you know obviously five G is is going to is going to improve everything. Um, and it's got, I think it's going to have a big impact on the viewer and, and, and the potential to, to be playing games from your home, you know, with, with, all, your, with all your mates in the same way that you're, they're doing it on, on, on normal consoles at the moment. So, but for now, I think, uh, you know, when I, when, I, when, I, when I think back to what we played in Japan, it was, it was kind of clunky, um, the, it was heavy, uh, the graphics were, were poor. And, that, and then I think, and then I look at, even though at the time, even though at the time I thought it was the most amazing thing I'd ever done, and then I and then um, roll on, you know, four years later, and uh, Zero Latency have they've um, they've they've already launched their their Gen Two, um, which is way more kind of light and uh, streamlined, and they, they've gone from um, uh, outside in tracking to inside out tracking. Um, you know, which means you know there's no need for cameras on. This. So, so in Sandyford, we have this grid of um, 64 cameras, which which pick up your position in the game um, and 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 ping that information back back to the the servers. Um, whereas with Gen Two now, you know it's it's all inside out tracking, so everything is contained in your headset, and it's 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 picking up kind of points on the on the walls or different images on the on the on the ground. Um, so when you when you when you think where the technology has come in the last four years alone, only on something um, as exclusive as zero latency, um, it, you know I can't wait to see what like what Gen three is going to be. I think Gen three won't even have a backpack. You know I think it'll just be a headset and a weapon. You know uh, there'll be no computers. The computer will be in the headset, um, and and all the while the download speeds are getting better. The graphics are getting you know. Far, far closer to um, console graphics, at least. I don't think they'll, they'll ever, they'll never be console graphics. But um, you know, 
it, it, it's it's it is what it is right now, and it's for me it's deadly. I think the the technology that Zero Latency have created is, is brilliant. Um, you know, it's technology. We still we still have ups and downs. We still have we still have have to iron out problems and Wi-Fi problems and that sort of thing. But I can only see this whole space getting just incredibly brilliant. You know, yeah, um, I can see it being so. I just it's obvious it's going to be so big. If you look at the biggest one of the biggest sectors in general for business, it's gaming, right? So yeah, yeah. they're having these. They're having filling stadiums uh, like yeah, yeah. like a hundred thousand people, mad numbers in a stadium watching gamers play on a. I assume it's on a big screen. I, I don't. <laughs> but will I assume there's going to come a point where you're going to have competitions of teams of of VR in VR games that will yeah. compete against each other, you know, physically, and it, it's going to merge the, the physicality of actually moving around, which is great, which kind of defeats the whole thing of, oh, you're just going to be sitting in your bedroom. But in this world that is way better than a, than a football pitch, no offense to footy, but like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's going to be this, this world. So it's, it's mind blowing what they can actually achieve. Yeah. And I think people are going to follow teams of VR. I don't know what they're going to be called, but you know, I think that's yeah. where it's going. Zero Latency, um, they launched uh, their first uh, player v player game last year, and um, it's, it's a really good kind of uh, competitive game. Um, but what they did this year was they were able to pit. So they're an Australian company. I think they've got maybe four or five um, venues in Australia, but they actually pitted Brisbane versus Melbourne. So you had four people in a room in Brisbane uh, playing against four people in a room in Melbourne. Um, and seeing and playing the exact same game, and I think that's you know incredible um, to think that, that they're already able to do that, and, and, and how much better that's going, to, that's going to be in a couple of years, you know. Wow, be so cool! Yeah. Like, like when we were in Luke, we were in the, uh, the Oshawa Center in, in Toronto, so it was yeah, called. Shout out to Oshawa, yeah, yeah. We, we were there a couple of years ago with kids, and there was a I don't know if it was a pop up shop, but it was a shop anyway, just like in any shopping center, they could have in Dundrum, and it was just pods of of vr sections and the kids went in and they couldn't believe their look and they tried them on and there was there was wires dangling from it and yeah. we could see what they're doing on the screen and they were just working as a chef <laughs> working in a yeah, shop yeah. real simple yeah. stuff but yeah. my god we had to go back you know and you asked them what was the best thing about the holiday we went to niagara falls we went to canada's <laughs> wonderland it was that yeah, yeah i just yeah. thought i like is there is there an appetite for for that in, in dundrum like a, a like ours do you think yeah. it's we're behind you know in Ireland well I think um, well first of all I, I can understand where your daughters are coming from because it's VR is so immersive you know it just plays on the senses like in, in a way that we've we've never experienced before and th- that's what's so good about virtual reality um, uh, as for like you know um, pop-up kind of VR pods and, and that sort of thing I mean they exist you know there's a few of them around Dublin already um, you can go and you do. You can do VR escape rooms. You can you can go to a VR arcade um, and, and just go in and play play different games. And and uh, mm. and that's great. And that's brilliant for people that that can't afford um, VR at the moment. Because I mean, let's face it, it it's expensive. If you, I mean, if you want to if you want to run a HTC Vive, um, you know, you need a you know kick ass computer to do that. Um, and likewise, Oculus, while while they're bringing the prices down. Um, considerably for consumer, and 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 a, and a far superior product in, in my opinion. Um, it's it's still expensive, you know. It's still a it's still a real like, you know, eighteen per 
18th birthday party gift kind of thing expense um, mm. and then on top of that then now you need to you, you have to buy all the games and and uh um and you, you know so it, it adds it adds up it's it's an expensive kind of pursuit for for kids you know or for parents who will be who'll be paying for their kids um so in in that regard i think the the, the viewer places that you can go and just experience viewer they're great um in, in many respects i see zero latency as something you know more than just virtual reality you know um i i pitch it and our, and our marketing team we pitch it as an experience you know it's it's not like come try vr it's it's come try one of the best experiences in dublin you know without ever having to really mention virtual reality because i think as soon as you mention virtual reality people are like ah i tried that before and is you know don't people get sick from doing that and you know, isn't it really clunky and aren't the games, aren't the graphics really shit? You know, people have these negative connotations around VR because of, as I said, the 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 the, the, the different variations of, of virtual reality down through the, the last kind of 20, 30 years, you know. Um, whereas if you're going to go, you want to come and try the best experience in Dublin, you know, that piques their interest straight away. And then, and then you throw in zombies into the mix and gaming and then, before you've, you've you've even got to the virtual reality part at the bottom, people are like, "I'm in. Yeah. Let's let's go. Let's you pay." You them at zombie. Um, I like it. <laughs> they're like, they're probably yeah. they're, they're even people that are flying into Dublin looking for experiences because you're always looking when you go into a new city. You're always looking to do something interesting there. This could be something that they yeah. can do, you know, if they're here for a few days or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who yeah. who are your typical cost customers? Like, how many people? Say, if somebody wanted to go, our listeners, or whatever, you know, how many people would you need? What you, only need, usually... you, you only need two, um, and you can have up to eight people in the arena. Um, you know, right now we're we're we have a lot of kids kids birthday parties. Um, you know, where we take you know maybe 12, 14, 16 kids, and um, you know, so eight will play it at a different time because we've only got one one arena, so they they'd be playing play, playing kind of back to back sessions for larger groups. Uh, but we have other like kind of party rooms and games rooms. Like we have all that standalone VR stuff as well ourselves. Um, we've got the VR cave, which which um, which is just like you know all the other VR stuff. Like you know you want to be a chef, yeah, put this <laughs> put this on. And um, so we've got all that stuff going on there as well. So we've, we've something for every, for for everyone. Um, we in two thousand nineteen, uh, over over just under 65% of our business was corporate. Um, so, you know, we had, we had all the, I mean, HubSpot, um, Luke, were, were, were a huge, um, uh, they were sending a group every week, I'd say, you know, nice. easily. So we were getting all the tech companies. Um, you know, that's kind of why we pitched around Sandyford as well as, as, as a location, because we can get, we can get, A, we can get that kind of large warehouse space, but B, we're in a kind of a, a, a mini tech outside of outside of the main the main city um so corporates uh, young professionals um but then also on the other end kids parties i mean we are out the door with kids parties or we certainly were and and, and we can see that coming back now um unfortunately we can only take kids from the age of 10 upwards uh, for insurance reasons um but my nine-year-old would be happy to hear that now. For yeah. <laughs> look, we, we 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 let the odd nine-year-old through. I mean, we don't we don't ask for people's uh, uh, passports or, or driver's license when they're coming in. <laughs> uh, but um, actually, one parent said to me um, recently, she she brought her kids for his fifteenth birthday party, 
And she said it was his first it was his first birthday party since he was 11. And she said, what, what you guys have created here is like a a birthday party for for teenagers, you know, um, like something that's really, really cool. Um, and yet, you know, they, they haven't wanted, you know, she was like, my son hasn't had hasn't wanted to have a party for the last three years because it's not cool to have a birthday party anymore. Whereas I think what you're what you've done here is make birthday parties cool again for 15, 16, 17 year olds, you know. Yeah. Um, and then we all we also have the 18, the big 18th birthdays, the 21st, stags, hens, um, and 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 corporates, you know. And and schools as well. We we were we were just starting to get re, get good traction with transition years, you know, um, because we we put on a kind of a we, we have a good educational aspect as well for transition year students. Um you know, where we, we, we teach them about the technology behind viewer and then they play a game and then they play in our viewer cave and it's just a really good kind of day out for transitioners. So it's it uh, seems like it's a great really. so a mark question there. It seems like it's a great one that you're hitting so many different demographics there that appeals to different people for different reasons. Like you said, it's it's the uh, yeah. birthday parties. It might be uh, the corporate guys for team building, uh, all that type of stuff. Like there's all different areas you're hitting there. So I think it's a really uh, interesting business. And it's been a, a really interesting story as well, coming from a place where, you know, your first career uh, didn't go maybe as planned or, you know, it, it wasn't going to work out. So you, you pivoted in a big way. Then there was this really interesting kind of, um, uh, journey part where you go through that innovation part that leads to the, this kind of entertainment business. I know this isn't exactly the same as the VR and the football golf, but it's kind of it's entertainment. It's getting people out doing things, which is great. Yeah. Um, so I think people take a lot from that. Um, mm. it, I, we do have one more question here on the shark part that we uh, ask all the guys to come on. Um, okay. Would you prefer a t-shirt or a mug? <sighs> Depends. It depends on 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 how my um my dad bought is at the time. Um, but uh, <laughs> I I would always I would always go I would always go for the t shirt. I think. Okay, we're gonna get yeah. that t shirt out to you, Ronan. No problem at all. I might go. I might uh, see you down there uh, splashing around in a, a sea point there at some stage. Yeah, uh, all right, but thanks very much for coming on the Shark Pod today, and uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Brilliant. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ronan.